Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Yo, yo, what it do? And thank you for tuning Baby. in. Thank you for tuning in. We are going to cover week four in the NBA. A lot of things are happening as usual in the league. Some interesting results. Some interesting signings. Some interesting signings as well. And I'm excited to get right into it. All right, Phil. Week four has came. Week four is gone. Week four. And the Lakers have conquered. The Lakers have conquered. A few other teams have conquered. Um, We'll start with you, That is true. Yeah, no, I'm just just saying the Lakers, like, they – I wouldn't say they've just improved. They've really just stayed stagnant, like, flat at the top. Like, they're not Mm -hmm. doing anything to be like, oh, these are the guys. They're just playing well at the top. And, like, it still confuses me because I'm like – I don't know why people are showing so much love for them because literally every game they're playing is like they're coming back or they're like beating a bad team, but like it's within five for like the entirety of the game or at least in the fourth quarter, they always come back and it's like a close game throughout. So like when you get to like higher level competition and like you're playing like these guys and it's always close games, like you don't know the way, the way things are going to roll every time. And they just seem to be getting the, the better end of the stick. So, for so, lack of a better phrase. Are you hating on the Lakers right now? Is that what I'm hear- hearing right now? I'm not hating, but... Are you, are you, you're saying it's fake. I'm not saying it's fake, but I took a detour off of the train of hype, and I'm just trying to, you know, see the breeze, watch a Utah Jazz game now and again, <laughs> see what they're about. All right. Well, yeah, we can... So, Lakers, you know, they're sitting pretty. They're 10-2 right now. Um... They did cop an L this past week against the Raptors to break their streak. Um, Raptors pish posh. Oh, no, not too they are in that game. Before um, the Raptors, though. You know the the Lakers. I see what you're saying. They haven't had too many dominant performances. Um, they beat the the Warriors pretty badly, but who isn't going to beat the Warriors too badly these days? The Knicks. Um, yeah, the Knicks probably would. <laughs> but besides <laughs> that, most that. most teams should beat the Warriors. Um, I think they're still feeling things out, though. You know, this is we have to we have to remember this is a complete revamp group. It's only November what seventeenth. Um, I still think the roster is a lot better than last year's. Oh yeah. Um, I want to see LeBron. I know he's trying to get everybody involved, and he's trying to be that facilitator, and he's leading the league in assists right now, and that's all great. But all nice and dandy. W- when the chips are down, you know, we need LeBron to be that that killer LeBron, and I think he. he he will be, but um, I don't know. The Lakers is one of those teams that they're going to be hard to judge until the playoffs come because this whole season is just going to be a test run for LeBron, for the coaching staff, for AD, trying to get things straightened out before the playoffs because we know that's what really matters for this group. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, their their window is so tiny, not just with Anthony Davis, like, being a free agent next summer, but they have the oldest roster in the league. Like, mm-hmm. These guys are not – Jared Dudley – you shouldn't be getting consistent minutes from them now. But if you're expecting that in, like, a year and a half, you're absolutely crazy. Yeah. Going, I mean, yeah, going we, not so. We know the Lakers are on pure win-now win mode. But well, I yeah. like I like their roster. Um, I still think that they're – that them and the Clippers are the, the, the two teams to contend with in the West. We're going to talk about some other Western Conference teams in a bit. But, listen. Can we give Paul George some love? Oh, yeah. We got, we got to talk about Paul George as well. He's looking – Ridiculous. He's looking very nice against some very average teams. Hey, there he might be playing the best teams right now, but his his shot just looks so great. And he even said himself, he said the difference is his his shoulders feel good. And because and Russ is not passing him the ball, 
Maybe. Maybe after it's that. like three three straight drive kicks. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of free, and, and I don't think we've seen him and Kawhi play together yet, though. Which yeah, is, not. Uh, so that would be that would be cool to see. But going back, so realistically, to- the, oh sorry, I just think the Clippers are kind of taking a little bit of a dickhead move because they're just going off Kawhi, off Paul George, and they're just kind of going tit for tat and letting the other one rest. Just smart, but it just takes away from the fan experience. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, whatever. We're expecting them to be full force by Fuck the playoffs, us, obviously. But yeah. they're, you know, they're they're looking long term. You know, they care about these November games, and you know, it is what it is. You can't judge, but it is unfortunate we don't get to see these two guys play. But oh well. Um, my team that I want to pay some love to a team that I don't think we've talked about enough so far is the Houston Rockets. Yeah, give them a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and I don't even. They're, Can I ask you? Yeah. Is this like is this like you're taking her on a date? Or you're giving her like a kiss, or you're like, are you showing your parents? Are you introducing your parents to the Houston Rockets? I'm like showing the Houston Rockets, but I'm like a little, I'm a little afraid of what they could be long term. So you don't, so you got, you've got commitment issues as well. I'm hearing. I'm just like the Houston Rockets is like it's it's like a wild ride, you know. Oh, oh, she's a wild ride. I get it. Yeah, a little, a little risque because (laughs) the the Rockets are. They're winning. They're winning games. They're winning games big time. They're second in the West right now, ten three. But they're a loose some cannon. some people might have thought with the Westbrook uh, trade that you know maybe we'll see a little bit of the dip in um the volume from Harden. Maybe we'll see a little bit of maybe a lower workload. Maybe stagnating the staggering the minutes a little bit so we get some some Westbrook heavy balls and Harden. But it this is some of I mean. It's hardened ball to the max right now. His usage yeah. is absurd. It's you'd think it couldn't get higher, but it did. It's ridiculous, and I just they're think winning. It's crazy. So I'm just wondering. I mean, they're, they're playing better than I thought they'd play, but just how sustainable do you think this is throughout the year? I mean, oh. Harden's averaging thirty nine and a half points per game. He's taking fifteen threes a game, twenty six shots a game. It's it's a lot right now. Just how That's a honeymoon far, phase. It's not going to last you, forever. You don't think it could last? I mean, no. Someone make someone's going forty a game. Well, off of that. well, no. I'm not saying the numbers will last, but can they be they're, successful to this extent with the way they're playing? I think realistically, like with the with the players they're playing with, they're going to take time when Eric Gordon comes back to really like kind of flesh everything out and see what they can do when they're at their full strength. And Austin Rivers is the dominant point guard once again. Um. <clears throat> yeah, playing, that was a that was he, a you couldn't tell. He's playing not. He's not playing bad. No, he's playing like a, he's, like a he's very kinda, decent. He, he's my like dad the, got me this job. He's like the oh. By the way, I'm watching this Laker game right now. And Kobe's at the game. Courtside. So he's at the game. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Right. He just dapped up LeBron. Dapped him up yet? Oh. He just dapped yeah, up LeBron. Oh my god, I called it. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. What, is it? I, I digress. what was the dap? Was it sincere or was it? It was a sincere dap mid game. Mid game dap. Right, this is this is a breaking breaking uh, news. <laughs> and LeBron pulls up Analyze. for three and he hits it. All right. Did he look at the ball? Um, I'm not sure. Now he's there's, got that. Very, there's a running thing where he looks at the ball and that's when you know he's going to shoot, but they can't stop <laughs> it regardless. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, that was a side note. Off but, topic. Um, yeah. So back to the Rockets. Um, are can you, they sustain? You got to be a little so. surprised by this production, though. You can't lie. I'm, I'm no, sure yeah. you, you didn't expect ten of threes for thirteen games. No, I did not expect them to be that good. I thought they were going to struggle the first five and then be like, 
like, ah, let's charge out the gates and then just start from there. But I mean, just the way D'Antoni's been working it right now, it's just clicking because he's basically just running like a platoon swap of like Harden's running the point with a big, with a <clears throat> athletic big, just mobile running around, setting picks and lobbing, going up for lobs. And Westbrook is the same thing with Tyson Chandler, which is why I think that's like a good scoop. Yeah. Because it's uh, like the perfect, both of them get the same thing that they can do well by themselves, but now they just get the chance to do it split up. Yeah. I, I, I want to see more, like, of them playing off each other, but I just don't yeah. even know if Harden, like, if he's, he's even capable of playing. I mean, he's 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 great. I don't want to sound like I'm hard, a Harden hater. I mean, he's one of the most talented offensive players we have, but, I, like, does he does, – does Harden, like, playing off of another player, is that even a possible thing? I mean, he just – he plays Harden ball, and you know he, he, Westbrook. He helps in a lot of ways. He's rebounding more. He's running the break. He's kicking out to their shooters, but he's he's watching a lot still. And Harden's doing his his thing, his step back yeah. threes. I I would like to see some way, um, Harden and Westbrook working off each other. Um, in some I don't even, I don't know how. Maybe just Harden getting a screen and roll now and then, and you see Westbrook. Maybe he backdoor cuts, maybe a dribble handoff where you get Westbrook in action, kind of with the ball on the move. Just something. Are you suggesting some one-two pick and roll? That would be interesting. I don't know. If, maybe. I don't I mean. Because, I mean, on smaller lineups with um, <clears throat> like CJ McCollum and Lillard, they, they could very much dominate with that. That setup, it's just easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen Westbrook be successful as a post player, maybe. But... I don't know, just some something that is different from what they've done for the last three or four years, because yeah. um, it's not going to be as daunting in the West this year without the monster that is the Warriors, because they were just such a juggernaut, but there's still a lot of good teams in the West, and I, I yeah. don't think they can beat the Lakers or the Clippers in a series playing this style of basketball. I, Where do you think they land seeding-wise, though? Um, they could they could easily be in the top three. I mean, there's there's no reason like they're gonna win a ton of regular season games, just, yeah. like like they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have a lot of talent, and Hard is just gonna dominate some nights where it's just gonna be overwhelming. Um, but the game slows down the playoffs. The, the scouting becomes more in depth. You know, the game plans become more kind of zoomed in and focused. I just want them – I want to see them, like, experimenting more, you know? Kind of like what the Lakers are doing. Like, the Lakers, they might lose some games. Same with the Clippers. They might lose some games, but they're they're kind of experimenting to see, you know, what can we pull in the playoffs that's going right. to be different than our usual look just to see, you know, when shit hits the fan, what's our plan B? You know, what's our plan C? What lineups can we pull? Like, we, we know Harding can play at Slash Basketball. We know he can play one-on-one. We get it. You know, we know he could be – the Timberwolves by twenty, and he could score forty five. We un- we get it. Let's 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 try something else, D'Antoni. Let's let's see what else can work. Put a little thought into that. Yeah. Instead of just throwing the ball and saying, "Go ahead." I I mean I'm not, and they can still win a playoff series. They can still be very competitive, but I don't know. Do Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But hey, I'm not the coach. Um, <laughs> that's just my two cents. Um, who do you have? Uh, who do you have on the downswing for this week? 
Yeah, team that's kind of it's kind of sad what's happening to this team, honestly, is the San Antonio Spurs. Um oh. it's a little sad. It's a little sad. I mean the Spurs, I'm sorry guys, they've lost five straight games. They they've lost five straight games. Um DeMar DeRozan hasn't been just picking up the slack. You know, DeMar DeRozan's DeMar DeRozan. He'll do his DeMar DeRozan thing. He'll score He'll 19- do his mid range. Yeah, he'll score, he'll score nineteen <laughs> points on exclusive mid range jump shots. And, yeah, um, I don't know. This team's just kind of at a crossroads here. Uh, they're five and eight in a really competitive West, where being five and eight this early in the year is not a good thing. Um, they've lost some games. They just don't think they should have. Lo- they should lose. Um, they they've lost to the Magic, who are not playing good basketball. They lost to the T Wolves, who while are playing solid, you know. You'd think the Spurs are a spirit team. They lost to the Grizzlies at home. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's just not looking great with San Antonio. They don't have a lot of speed on the outside. They're bottom 10 in the league in opponents' um, field goal percentage, which is always kind of a – the Spurs, you know, regardless of their talent, they always kind of play hard-nosed defense. They're always going to give play smart defense the least and contest shots and get back in transition, you know, do, right. do, the, do the Spurs things. But – they're just they're giving up a lot of points. Yeah, well, a lot of the young guns are just they they're not used to those habits. Like if you put Patty Mills in, I'm to plant him for Dejounte Murray, Dijon Mustard Murray. He will just it'll be a different it'll look different, and the stats will probably reflect it. But with all those young guns like Dejounte, Dijon Mustard Murray, and Derek White, as well as <clears throat> oh, what's his name, uh, the. Anyway, just the two of them, they're just like young young pieces that they need in the lineup, but they don't know the Spurs set fully, you know? Yeah, yeah, that could be part of it. I mean, they're also relying on two veteran players who defense was never their strong suit. They're just getting older. Um, Jakob Pertl, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, they got Jakob Pertl. They also have Lonnie Walker. You know, he's there. Um, they have a few young guys that... I'm sure they kind of want. I'm sure some. I'm not in too much exposure to Spurs fans these days, but I'm sure some Spurs fans are again. They're, they're just kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, like who who are we yeah. fool, who are we fooling with this? Yeah, there's a lot better things to do in San Antonio than go to a Spurs game at this point. <laughs> Ever it, heard of the Alamo? Alamo's fun. Um, oh, I heard it's a great time. Yeah, I'm but sure. that's on the top of my to-do list nowadays. If I'm ever hitting the good old SA, it's not. It's it's not to go to the AT and T Center. No, no. I I have Verizon. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they hit rock bottom when uh, Popovich got thrown out of the last game. Yeah, it, it, that was. You don't see that. He'll get technicals occasionally, and you know he'll get Popovich isn't a coach that's a barren of emotion, but you don't usually yeah. see him get thrown out. It's. I think that this franchise is. They want to do the right thing, which is win games. Be a team that's constantly competing, you know, put the best product possible on the court. But this team, it's kind of like an ugly duckling with these, Hmm. you know, that's that's the best way to put it. It's like these kind of these two stars that are in weird stages of their career. They have a few young players that I'm sure they'd like to develop more, but they're just not because there's some roadblocks in terms of playing time and playing time. the way their offense is derived. I mean, Aldridge and DeRozan are getting 
they're, you know, they're, they're getting probably 35 shots a game between two of them. Two of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the last game's box score. DeRozan takes 15 shots. Yeah, DeRozan takes 15 shots. Aldridge takes 20. Um, it's just a tough situation, San Antonio. I don't know if it's going to get any better. Do you see them being a playoff team this year? Do you see this getting better? No, probably no. not. Who do you have squeaking in instead of them? Um, well, I, th- I, th- I think Phoenix is legit. I think they're I gonna... think Phoenix is cute at the moment. <laughs> I think like, Phoenix... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go risk my social um, morale mm-hmm. by asking Phoenix to come out with me to get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. But I'll keep. I'll keep a tab. Yeah, that's fair. I just think that, I just think they're going to beat the bad teams, and they have some. Yeah, some, some they'll pretty, do their job. Some pretty nice offensive talent. I don't know. I. It's just San Antonio's. They're starting to look like more of a thirty to thirty-five win team, and it's unfortunate. But that's a team that definitely is on the downswing in terms of their stock in the league right now. Yeah, which is just a shame because Pop's trying to end on a on a good note and just kind of you know ride as many wins as he can at this point. But yeah, we'll, see, what we'll see. Hopefully. You know, it would be. I like when San Antonio's competing at the end of the year because they, they always kind of put hard playing uh, teams together, no matter what's happening. Yeah, um, no, they always give someone a run. Yeah, they have some winnable games coming up. Um, they go to Dallas, which won't be easy. But then they get the Wizards. They go to New York, which you know what usually happens there. Um, unless you're the Mavericks, you're probably gonna win. Yeah, the Mavericks should be scared. <laughs> um, the Mavericks, I think, could honestly make the playoffs. They're they've they've done with their worst enemy for the year. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, with with the Knicks out of the way. Yeah, they uh, they could they could go. They could probably win. Be winless. We'll see. Doncic is playing so like, damn, damn, yeah. damn. Doncic is playing well, but um, yeah. Spurs, so sad. But um, how about you? Any team in particular that? You're a little disappointed in from this past week. A little disappointed. In. I expected better, but I could have, I could have opened myself up to a little more failure. Hmm. I'd probably have to go with. I, I personally like the Pacers coming out, and I was like, if they can just hold the ship until mm-hmm. Oladipo comes back, ooh, they're a lock for the four, for four top four seed. But mm-hmm. oh man, as much as Malcolm Brogdon. One of my personal heroes is is going off, Slay, Slay King. He the rest of the team is just dysfunctional, and it's tough. Yeah, Pacers are in a tough. Uh, they went on a little run. They won four straight, but then they lost their last two. Um, they they just they seem a little outmatched offensively at times. They seem like they're kind of they get when it comes down to the end of a game and. You're in the half court. And you need a bucket. They don't know where to go. And you'd think Old Depot will help that. You, you know, you think. Yeah, you but would. you don't know how long it's going to take for him to really recuperate from. Yeah, no, because right. that injury's freak. You don't know what to expect. With you're that. right. Yeah, they're just they're getting shots in like from weird players. Like you, you just think they kind of work the offense more towards, um, really hammering down a Sabonis, which they're trying to do at times. Um, trying to feed him in the more post. of like a balanced kind of diet, but. You just look at some of these box scores, and they they're dealing with injuries all over the place. Miles Turner has missed a couple games. Um, Brogdon now is, I, th- I believe he's out as well. Um, but yeah, he he's. We calling on Dougie Bucket McBuckets right now. 
You'd think, but instead they're calling on TJ Warren and um, Aaron TJ Warren is hooping, though, to be fair. He was hooping for a little bit. Last game, not too hooping, but... Okay, well, ups and downs. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, But <clears throat> I agree with your general point. Indiana is a team that I think a lot of people have high hopes for, but it's just kind of the typical Indiana thing, though. I feel like we've, we've come with the same problems with them the last few years where... They look good on paper. They look like they have a lot of options, but their offense at times just really gets into a rut where they just they don't get good shots, and they're kind of just playing that AU ball where they're giving it to a guy and he puts his head down regardless of who it may be, and it's not pretty at times. I mean, they scored 83 points against the Bucks. It's The NBA these days, it's hard to score 83 points. I mean, like, you don't see many teams score that few points, so... Yeah. Um. We'll see, though. Well, they have a lot of, like, just their point guard situation. It's just a lot of creators for others. They don't have, like, that self-starter. Yeah. Like, TJ Warren is probably the most self-starting player on this team, aside from Brogdon, now. But, like, think about it. Jeremy Lamb's just pull up, shoot up, load up. The same thing with Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott. TJ McConnell's setting the table. Justin Holiday's a load up, pull up brother. <laughs> And Goga Bidadze is just hanging down low. Yeah, yeah. Like, hanging. these guys cannot create for themselves. It has to be a team offense, and the coach is not figuring that out and setting it up as such. Fair, fair. Um, well, Phil, I don't, I don't think we could go without talking about the biggest signing of the week. You know. Oh. You know who we're talking about. Go uh, on and Melo and Dunny is back in the NBA. For now. For now. I'm I'm excited, Phil. I'm hopeful. I'm rejuvenated. Um, all kidding aside, though, Carl Anthony did not look like he belonged in the NBA last time he played. Um, he's back with the Portland Trailblazers. Not back with the Portland Trailblazers. Back in the league with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, what, what are the thoughts, Phil? What are the thoughts? I got to say it's in the right setting and role where he can just kind of be that spot up and just a just a good sturdy body down low defending fours, he could be very good in the NBA still. Not very good, but good in his role. Mm-hmm. Use, useful. Um, yeah, I worry about him on defense. I worry about him on defense. He was always kind of a strong, um, low center of gravity defender. And Girthy. I remember watching him with the Knicks. He was always like a good post defender. Um, but... In today's NBA, where it's just screen and roll, screen and roll, screen and roll, switch everything, find a mismatch, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, hard sometimes. It's hard. I mean, they. I remember when he was with the Thunder, They. I mean, the Jazz pretty much just switched him off the court, essentially. I mean, they just put him in so many screen and rolls that Billy Donovan had no choice but take him off the floor because he, he, can't, guard, he can't guard perimeter players. He can't guard fast players who can create space, who can dribble drive to the rim. Um, so that will be the challenge. It'll, the challenge will be how can you hide him on defense, essentially? Um, and will his offense be good enough to make up for what you'd assume is subpar defense? Um, but, hey, Portland's a little desperate right now. They're not playing the best basketball. They're below 500. they They're on the outside looking in. And this very early playoff picture. And they're, that is true. And they need help at the wing. Wing scoring essentially, but is that the help they really? Is that the know. specific help? I don't know, Phil. I don't know. We're gonna see. Um, It'll be interesting to see what kind of mellow we're getting. 
And uh, no better team that Melo leads off. I think he's playing tomorrow. I hope so. But you know who they're playing tomorrow, or do you? Houston. But Houston. he's not playing. He's not playing? Is that nope. official? Yes. Damn it. So when is he supposed to play first? Uh, I assume the next game. The next game? But I just heard uh, today that he's not playing in Houston. That's a bummer. That would have been awesome. Unless um, he changes his mind. <laughs> Let's see. Who are they playing next? They play the Pelicans on Tuesday. So maybe they'll play. Hopefully they'll play in that game. That would be a nice game to honestly get through them. Pelicans are yeah, just. B.I.'s going to get worked. It's even gonna, the Pelicans don't. They, their whole team is hurt. It's crazy right now. So sad because you know how high I was on the Pelicans coming in. I know how much you, you loved them. I really how did. much fan fiction you wrote about them. I really did love them. But their whole you look up and their whole team is hurt. So um, that was probably a good a good initial game to get the muscles loose for Melo. But, yeah. You know, that, that that news just it just made my day when I read that. I actually read made that. Made me a little happier. I read that when I was at the Knicks-Mavs game. Oh. It was just a perfect storm, you know? It was a perfect storm of euphoria. Culmination of things. Yeah. How was the Mavs uh, the Knicks Mavs game? The Knicks Mavs Describe game it in detail. The Knicks Mavs game was it was euph- I just said euphoria. Euphoric? It was okay. it was euphoric at moments, Phil. Um the uh, crowd I was, was watching him. The crowd was crazy. Porzingis, you know, struggled at times. The Knicks played played well. Which they haven't much this year, except when they played the Mavericks. Um, they turn it on. You know, it it, it kind of made me sad though, because it's like uh, just seeing how great the the atmosphere was and how wild the crowd got, and just how fun the environment was. And it's like we only get this when we have our player who left us coming to town. Like we're not going to get this anytime soon in like an actual game of meaning. You know, yeah. it's it's like a little disappointing because. Uh, you know, it it just takes one want to want to lead the ship, be that guy, and maybe we're developing that guy. You know, maybe that guy will maybe. will come along. Definitely he'll, he'll possible. He'll come from within the the program, but <laughs> um, right. These are the kind of games that we're gonna get the, the greatest atmosphere from. You know, we're not gonna really play any high stakes games because you were at the game last night. And, yeah, uh, it was. It was yeah, how was that? How, how was the feeling after Devontae Graham went full Steph Curry and hit that last shot? It was surprisingly entertaining because they were up like 14, middle of the third, and I was immediately thinking, like, they're going to let up yeah. and they're going to come back and it'll be a close yeah, game, of course. which I mean would be fun. Yeah. But And by the end of the third quarter, lo and behold, it was like a five-point game. And then at that point, it was just teeter, teetering, tottering between that. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, getting a little lead, and then it was, like, three points. And then getting a little lead, and it's like, all right, it's tied. And then just Devontae Graham just ran up, pull up, load up. He's, and he's a player. He is. He came out of nowhere because last year he, he was figuring out the league. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure. he's the league's figuring out him. Yeah, I mean, I remember him from college, obviously. He was a big-time player. Oh, he's a big-time player at Kansas, but – I think everybody just kind of figured he'd be a four-year guy, which he was. He was a four-year a four-year guy, yep. and then just kind of you know maybe float around the NBA, find some bench spots. But like, he's a revelation. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's like he's a long-term starter, but he's definitely got the skill set to be a guard in the NBA. He's what they expected to get on Malik Monk, which is sad. Malik Monk's been shooting well too, though. He had that buzzer well, yeah, beat against Malik Detroit. Um, Detroit. Okay, well that's that's nothing like Devontae Graham. Though. Going off of that game, though, actually for a second, can. can Cause you know you uh, you seem very fixated on this Detroit situation. 
Oh, right. Detroit, Detroit wanna... is playing something interesting. I just a revelation. Wanna... Can you spend like one second, a, br- a brief, a brief minute about your your Detroit takes? Yeah, like I was just watching the game and I was like, Jesus, the Charlotte play... game. No, the like the last yeah the Detroit Charlotte yeah, game. Detroit, I thought you meant the Knicks Charlotte no, game. Detroit Charlotte game. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, "Whoa!" I feel like I'm watching like 1970s basketball. Like this, just low post, just grit and grind, just shoving people around with Andre Drummond's big body. Yeah, and then he's it's just it's just like layups or like post hooks like all day long. Yeah, their point guard literally comes down the floor and immediately. Goes into like the sidestep to get around and just go right to the post to Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm like, holy shit! Like the oldest form of basketball, they're literally just playing boomer ball. <laughs> you know, okay, boomer. Of course, it's they're just playing the most prehistoric version of basketball. And that's the reason why no one else plays it anymore. They're behind on the memos. They'll yeah. read and they'll eventually catch up and they'll be like, oh, maybe we should get a competent. Playmaker, maybe we should develop Siku Dumbaya into the next Frank Nilakina. Maybe if we're smart, but no, for now, Andre Drummond hit the block. Let's run it back. Yeah. Did you see Blake Griffin's face after that? That Blake he mark? was just like he's yeah. he's done he's done <laughs> he's done with this. Honestly, I That's mean, what I'm saying yeah. No, it'll be it'll be a situation to monitor. Of course, Blake Griffin as we said, big four, <laughs> big four, baby. Um, big we'll five say. when your Yusuf comes back. Exactly, um, but that that's for another day. Um, oh, do you want to th- hear a sad thought real quick? Of course, Just to preface. Sad thoughts. Did are you know nice. that the Knicks realistically could have had Kristaps and Luca? Um, Kristaps and Luca. Wait, what? It was twenty eighteen. Listen, listen now. Hey, let me explain. We okay. already have one. Yeah. And okay, so there was one game we played right at the end of the season of twenty eighteen. Um. And it was we – we lost literally like six or seven straight. But the thing is we won this one game. Damien Dotson went off for like 33 or something. And okay. we beat the Heat. Mm-hmm. And then we had that one win as opposed to the Sacramento Kings who lost throughout. And their spot, we would have went ahead of them in the draft order. And then you know what happens. The Sacramento Kings won the lot, not won the lottery, but they got second yeah. in the lottery that year and they took Bagley. Yeah, we yeah, realistically, yeah. <laughs> if we were in the same spot, if we lost, Damian Dotson didn't put up those numbers. We would have lost, had the second pick, and could have taken whoever we want. And I yeah. heard that they were into Luka Doncic. I'm sure they were. A lot of teams were. Um, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of sad things about the Knicks. You can go on for days. But... <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. There's no need. Um... Self-deprecation is not needed. <laughs> um, but another week in the NBA, um, another week of the pod. It was good. It was it was it was a it was a fun time, and yeah. we're getting right back at it this week. Hay. Right back at it this week. Right back. Tweets, memes, hit them with it. Well, that will be that for another week of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate. With my pod pal Phil, adieu. And as always, if you like our content, if you want to hear more, follow us on Twitter at Smash Hoop that Scoop like pod. button. Smash that like button. Smash that follow button. You can listen to our podcast on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on the Anchor app, if you so please. And as always, thank you for tuning in for the scoop of the hoop.